there. It's Jeremiah chapter 50. We got chapter 50, 51, and 52 uh, left in Jeremiah, and then we'll move on to another book. Uh, thinking about Ruth, but not settled on that for sure yet. Uh, but we'll start start on that uh, in the new year as well. Chapter 50, the last few chapters are pretty long uh, in compared to other chapters that we've looked at. Uh, this one's 46 verses, the next one's 64 verses, and then the last one's 34 verses. So we're not going to go deep detail on all of these. We'll look at just a couple thoughts, um, and then we'll head, head to the house this, this afternoon. It says in verse number 1, Jeremiah 50, verse number 1, "...the word that the Lord spake against Babylon..." and against the land of the Chaldeans by Jeremiah the prophet. So you understand the message that's coming is geared to Babylon and the Chaldeans. And if you remember, Babylon is the country that God used to uh, put into captivity His people, punished His people, judged His people, however you want to call it. Uh, Babylon was the, the folks that God used, King Nebuchadnezzar. Um, you can read more about it in the book of Daniel. But uh, you see this, this instant now where the punishment for um, doing harm to God's people is coming now to Babylon. So let's pray and then we'll look at just a few thoughts here this afternoon. Lord, help us, I do pray, as we look at this. May it be an encouragement uh, to us knowing that if we are uh, following God, the protection and the, um, even the vengeance that God will put on those that are against Him and His people. Lord, may it help us to see that God is truly on our side. So help us uh, as we look at these verses today. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, it's funny. We, <laughs> we think about different things, and I think we, we don't think enough about the fact that when we are under the wing of God, so to say, close to God, in His protection, obedient, faithful to Him, the amount of... Um, uh, I want to say ownership that God takes in us. Uh, the fact that you're His and He's yours and He's not going to let anything go unnoticed against you. I think back to um, Elisha. Um, I think it was Elisha. It was Elijah. I think it was Elisha where the kids were making fun of him being bald. And so God sent the bears out and mauled the children. Um, you know, it's, it's God protects His people. And uh, now I don't know that God is going to send bears out, uh, but, uh, you know, maybe he will. I don't know. Um, I used to tease guys in our church in Indiana that would make fun of me. I said, the bears are coming. And, um, but they never did. They never did come. So I, I don't know. Uh, nonetheless. All right. Let's look at chapter 50 and maybe be encouraged by it. Uh, he says the first part of the message is in verse 2. Declare ye among the nations and publish and set up a standard, publish and conceal not, say, Babylon is taken, Bel is uh, confounded, Merodach is broken in pieces, her idols are confounded, her images are broken in pieces. And I'm sorry if I'm saying that wrong, but I have a line underlining one phrase and it cut out the pronunciation part of Merodach or whatever you're supposed to say for that. Um, another reason when you underline things in your Bible, do it neatly. Um, but uh, I underline Babylon is taken. Uh, the fact that God says, all right, here's Babylon who came and, and captured my people with the permission of God, actually the guidance of God. And now he's saying, publish, tell everyone Babylon is taken. And then he lists some of the idols that are here, idols that Babylon would pray to for protection 
uh, God talks about them being broken into pieces. For out of the north, verse 3, there cometh up a nation against her, which shall make her land desolate, and none shall dwell therein. They shall remove, they shall depart, both man and beast. Uh, people and animals are going to get out of there. Uh, that's going to be a complete desolate land. We've seen that theme of desolation for these people that we've looked at in the previous chapters as well. Verse 4 is an interesting verse. It says, In those days and in that time, saith the Lord, the children of Israel shall come, they and the children of Judah together, going and weeping, they shall go and seek the Lord their God. They shall ask the way to Zion with their faces thitherward, saying, Come and let us join ourselves to the Lord in a perpetual covenant that shall not be forgotten. It's this, this idea of repentance, a turning back to God, an understanding who God is, and a calling on Him and a coming back. A, 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 there's comfort in repentance here for God's people. Verse 6 says, My people have been lost sheep, their shepherd. Uh, shepherds have caused them to go astray. They have turned them away on the mountains. They have gone from mountain to hill. They have forgotten their resting place. A great picture given to us uh, here, if you remember back in, in Jeremiah, earlier in Jeremiah, where uh, Jeremiah was prophesying and preaching, repent, change. If you don't come back to God, there's going to be a, a consequence. And the other so-called prophets were saying, none of that's going to happen. Everything's okay. Don't worry. Babylon's not coming. And the people followed them instead of Jeremiah. And so he uses the picture that they've led them from mountain to hill, traveled from different places, and they've forgotten where they're supposed to be, the safe place, the, the resting place, as it's listed there in verse number 6. And in verse 7, all that found them have devoured them. And their adversaries said, We offend not, because they have sinned against the Lord, the habitation of justice, even the Lord, the hope of their fathers. Remove out of the midst of Babylon, and go forth out of the land of the Chaldeans, and be as the he-goats, before the flocks, it is this. It is honestly this um, restoration process that is going to happen now. The bringing back into where they're supposed to be, and it's good to see in verse number nine another phrase I underlined: "I will raise." It says, "For lo, I will raise and cause to come up against Babylon an assembly of great nations from the north country, and they shall set themselves in array against her, and from thence she shall be taken. Their arrows shall be as of a mighty expert man." None shall return in vain. So you see the fact that God is orchestrating this defeat of Babylon. Just as God orchestrated Babylon to come in and take his children, he is now orchestrating the defeat and the downfall of Babylon. They're going to come after the riches in verse 10. The Chaldeans, or Chaldea, uh, shall be a spoil, and that all that spoil her shall be satisfied, saith the Lord. Verse 11 uh, we see pride, because ye were glad, because ye rejoiced, O ye destroyers of mine heritage, because ye are grown fat as the heifer at grass, and bellow as bulls. I love the word pictures given to us here. Um, they were prideful. Look what we did. Look what we accomplished. We beat God's children, and uh, they, were, they were eating uh, easily because of it. And God says that will be torn down. Verse 12, your mother shall be sore confounded. She that bear you shall be ashamed. Um, that kind of looks back to a verse in Proverbs, I believe. But nonetheless, uh, we see this, uh, uh, this, this disgrace that the people of Babylon become. 
And then in verse 13, well, really in the end of verse 12 and into 13, Behold, the hindermost of the nations shall be a wilderness, a dry land, and a desert. Because of the wrath of the Lord, it shall not be inhabited, but it shall be wholly desolate. Every one that goeth by Babylon shall be astonished and hiss at all her plagues. They will be an absolute disgrace. The land will be a desolate place. The people will be uh, stricken with different diseases. Uh, there will be this obvious understanding that, that God was against them. And uh, people that go by will understand this place is the way it is because God did something to them. And, uh, and, and it will be a, a shameful setting, uh, so to say. Uh, in verse number 14, put yourselves in array against Babylon round about all ye that bend the bow, shoot at her, shoot at her spare no arrows, for she hath sinned against the Lord. It's interesting because, um, and I've even said it this way, that they, you know, if you go against God's people, God will, will be the one that handles it. But in their... Oddly, in their obedience and taking God's people, God said, you don't, you don't mess with my people. And it's not that they've sinned against my people, they've sinned against me. Uh, when, you, when you attack my people, you attack me. When Satan attacks God's children, God takes it personally. That's why God is so willing uh, to provide, to protect, to fight for you. Because it's... You're not worthy of it. I'm not worthy of it. But God is. And God says, that's mine. And if you go against mine, you deal with me. And, uh, and it's a wonder, in my opinion, it's a wonderfully encouraging thought. Um, so, so they're going to go after Babylon. Let's skip down to verse number 19. And I will bring Israel again to his habitation, and, all, uh, and he shall feed on Carmel and Bashan. And his soul shall be satisfied upon Mount Ephraim and Gilead. This is a showing of mercy, a showing of restoration, a returning to uh, where they need to be. Verse 20, In those days and in that time, saith the Lord, the iniquity of Israel shall be sought for, and there shall be none, and the sins of Judah, and they shall not be found. For I will pardon them whom I reserve. Forgiveness, complete, full forgiveness. Now, it's interesting because you look at it, it is, it is basically a whole new group of people. Through the captivity of Babylon, it's now a generation that is, uh, some of whom had never even seen the land that they're returning to. They've heard about it, they were told about it, um, but it's, a, it's kind of a fresh start. Yet the sins of the people, the idolatry, the selfishness, the refusal to repent, all of that, God says, I've forgiven it. I've forgiven it. We talked about it before, but when God forgives, He actually forgives. <laughs> he doesn't hold it over their head. He doesn't hold it against them. He doesn't. Uh, and I'm telling you, this is a, a, a thought that has really freed uh, my heart and my soul, knowing that God forgives, understanding that God forgives, and that we let the past weigh us down so often. I've met so many Christians who are still away from God, and and ultimately the reason why is because they don't think, don't understand that God forgives. And so they say, well, I know what the Bible says, but you know, you just don't understand what I've done. I may not understand it. I may not get it. I may not be willing to forgive it. <laughs> but God is. 
And when he forgives it, it says here that they shall not be found. The sins, the iniquities, they shall not be found where I've pardoned them. It's gone. It's forgiven. Uh, no one can hold it over their head anymore. And uh, that's, boy, that's just a, oh, an incredible thought. And uh, when we grasp the fact that God is willing uh, and able and capable and wants to forgive you, uh, it can change the way you live your life for the positive. Uh, he talks about sounding uh, uh, the, the war cry, basically, and things like that in the next several verses. Look down in verse 28. It says, The voice of them that flee and escape out of the land of Babylon to declare in Zion the vengeance of the Lord our God, the vengeance of His temple. There's going to be a scattering. There's going to be a, 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 a war. There's going to be death and all those sorts of things. But it's the understanding that the vengeance of the Lord is at hand. That God is... Revenging, right? Vengeance, yeah, revenging uh, his people and himself uh, with what he's doing to Babylon. Verse 31 Behold, I am against thee, O thou most proud, saith the Lord God of hosts, for thy day is come, the time that I will visit thee. Uh, Dad is home from work. Um, that, that, uh, that's a, 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 maybe an insulting way to put it, but uh, it's your time. Your time has come. The time for reckoning, the time for punishment, it's here. And God says, I'm against thee. When God says, I'm against you, that's a big time problem. <laughs> um, when God says, I'm with you, boy, that's a comforting thought. It's a wonderful thing to know. When he says, I'm against you, uh, pain is around the corner. Uh, look in verse 33. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the children of Israel and the children of Judah were oppressed together. And all that took them captives held them fast. They refused to let them go. Their Redeemer, that word is capitalized, is strong, uh, meaning God. The Lord of hosts is His name. He shall thoroughly plead their cause, that He may get, give rest to the land and disquiet the inhabitants of Babylon. I have underlined in my Bible that first phrase, Their Redeemer is strong, meaning He's all-powerful meaning there's nothing they can do to stop what is coming. Uh, in verse 38, a drought is upon their waters, her waters, and they shall be dried up, for it is the land of graven images, and they are mad upon their idols. Um, the idols of Babylon robbed God of His praise, of His glory. People gave honor to the idols over God. And uh, the Bible tells us He is a selfish God. And it's funny, again, we need to have a whole sermon on it, but... Um, we think selfish and bad and, and, uh, and those kinds of things, but he is rightfully selfish over, over this, over glory. And uh, so the idols that rob God, it says that they are mad upon their idols. It's not working. Their idols aren't, aren't answering. Nothing's happening and they're being destroyed as well. Verse 40, as God overthrew Sodom and Gomorrah and the neighbor cities, thereof saith the Lord, shall no man abide there, Neither shall any son of man dwell therein. Behold, a people shall come from the, earth, from the north, and a great nation and many kings shall be raised up from the coast of the earth. They shall hold a bow and lance. Uh, they are cruel and will not show mercy. Their voice shall roar like the sea, and they shall ride upon horses, every one put in array like a man into the battle against the O daughters of Babylon. You get the idea. It's, it's, um, 
It's not pretty. Look in verse number 45. Therefore hear ye the counsel of the Lord that he hath taken against Babylon and his purposes that he hath purposed against the land of the Chaldeans. Surely the least of the flock shall draw them out. Surely he that uh, he shall make their habitation desolate with them. At the noise of taking of Babylon the earth is moved and the cry is heard among the nations. We've talked about it in other chapters and other instances, but when God moves the way that He's moving against Babylon, the world knows. It's reminiscent of what will happen at Christ's return, and the world will know. There will be no question. There will be no what happened here. There will be the knowledge that God has done a work, and to know that that God is with me. He's on my side. And that's a, a wonderful thought to understand um, that I've got him helping me. He doesn't need my help. He asks for my involvement, but he does not need my help. And uh, to know that my Redeemer is strong, that my God forgives, um, that my God controls vengeance, is a should be a comforting thought in our lives. Uh, chapter 51, we'll go into a little bit more about Babylon uh, there. And then in chapter 52... We'll look at uh, uh, Jerusalem there as well. Uh, but uh, it's been good going through this book. Let's pray, and uh, don't forget about the uh, church signs and all the other events coming up. Grab, grab your bulletin before you leave today. Lord, thank you for your love. Thank you for your care, your protection, your strength. Um, Lord, your willingness to forgive. And God, I pray that we would take full advantage of everything that you are. God, I pray that you'd grow our relationship with you. I'd help you. I pray that you'd open our eyes, Lord. Help us to see just how good you are. And uh, Lord, we, we look forward to seeing how you care and protect and provide for us in the days to come. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. Hopefully we'll see you there. If you need anything before then, please let me know. Um, and then also don't forget if you have anything you need to talk about with the uh, missionaries, make sure you let me know.